Well, well, well. Here we are again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Here we are, guys. Here we are. Um, Eagles come off a big win this weekend against the Atlanta Falcons. 15-10, advance to the NFC Championship, and I can't be more pumped. I am so hyped about this game coming up against the Minnesota Vikings for the NFC Championship. I'm just, I'm blown away. Um, man, I was anxious probably Friday and Saturday until game time. I wouldn't even watch any pregame coverage. I was just so anxious. I just wanted to get the game on. And um, I'm just so amazed at how the Eagles played on Saturday. Just amazing effort. Amazing preparation, and this team is really good. Um, you know, this season I had my doubts like any other uh, Philadelphia fan who's been through a world of hurt and pain with our teams. Um, but, hey, Eagles played extremely well. That defense dominated. Um, I think one of the interesting things about the game on Saturday Eagles turned the ball over twice and only gave up 10 points total for the entire game. Um, That's impressive. Usually when you're a minus two in the turnover ratio, you lose the game. Um, And if you saw the um, Saints-Vikings game, you saw that the Saints turned the ball over twice. And although they made that incredible comeback, they still lost in the end. Uh, I mean, it was a miracle play. But that's just the stats talking. I mean, you turn the ball over twice, you lose. And the Eagles turned the ball over twice, and they still managed to win that game. Um, and I feel that like they left some points out there, honestly. Left some points out on the field. I mean, they don't turn the ball over twice. This is They could run away with this game easily because Atlanta couldn't get anything. And that just that's a credit to Jim Schwartz, our, our defensive coordinator. Um, our defensive line um, with our pass rush I mean those guys are they're animals and I'm just so impressed at how they, they play I mean Fletcher Cox man he is a beast I mean he he had 7 tackles um, he had a couple uh, QB hurries and he had a couple of sacks I mean that dude is an animal and he is worth he is worth being the highest paid man on this team I mean I'm sorry I know that, you know, a lot of people had gripes with how much he gets paid. Um, But one, it's not your money. And two, he's worth the money. Um, He was just very, very impressive. I mean, that entire defensive line was impressive. I mean, BG, he came on really late in the game, I thought. But he came on when it counted. Um... They were they were they got pressure to Matt Ryan all day. I mean Matt Ryan made some good throws, but you can see he was at the duress. And I'm just I'm appreciative of having this type of defensive line because this is how you win championships. Um and I've been looking throughout the playoffs, I've been watching other teams and their defenses. Like I've I've watched Patriots defense, I've watched the Jacksonville defense, I've watched the Minnesota defense, and I see you know, defense wins championships, but, you know, our defense is pretty special. 
You know, this is nothing to snicker at. Defense is pretty good. And uh, they played their tails off on Saturday. And I think they'll play their tails off on Sunday. I mean, they got something to prove. They really do. Um, they want to prove that they really are the best. And I respect that. I like that because um, we need that in this city. We need that for our teams. Um, we need that. And I, I like that. I, I like that they want to prove that. And I think that they got a – hey, listen, Eagles got a good chance on uh, – on Sunday coming up. So I'm just very, really happy. You know, I'm really, really hyped for Sunday. I'm happy that the Eagles won. Of course, they, I was just so relieved just winning that game because they proved the haters wrong, including my own dad, uh, who thought Nick Foles is just a slouch, but he played his tail off. He played enough to win. Uh, we'll be right back after a short break. So let me just go through a couple stats with you about the game. A couple Eagle stats. Nick Foles, 23 for 30, 246 yards. Average pass of 8.2 yards. Uh, QBR, uh, not so good, but I don't really believe in that stat. But a quarterback rating of 100.1. Um, we had Jay Jai, 15 carries, 54 yards. Nelson Aguilar, 2 carries for 20 yards. The Garrett Blunt, 9 carries for 19 yards. Uh, team total on rushing. 32 attempts, 96 yards. Average 3 ca- uh, yards per carry. We had our receiving core. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey, 4 receptions for 61 yards. Jay Ajayi had 3 receptions for 44 yards. Torrey Smith, 3 receptions for 39. Zach Ertz, 3 receptions for 32 yards. Corey Clement, 5 receptions for 31 yards. Nelson Aguilar, 3 receptions for 24 yards. Total team receptions. 23 receptions for 246 yards. That's a balanced attack, if you ask me. 32 attempts in rushing, 23 passes, completed passes, excuse me. Um, so that, that was really balanced, if you ask me. Uh, I think they did a great job. On the defensive side, we got Malcolm Jenkins had eight total tackles. Uh, Rodney McLeod had seven tackles. Darby had seven tackles. Fletcher Cox had seven tackles. Michael Kendricks had four tackles. Nigel Bradham had four tackles. Vinny Curry had three. Um, Graham had two. So we had a team total of 52 tackles. Uh, I mean, it's pretty pretty impressive, if you ask me. I think the I think the, the game went exactly how it was supposed to go. Um, let me read some as far as the Falcons go. Matt Ryan also, well, he was also in the 20s for uh as far as completions, he uh, was 22 for 36, 210 yards passing. You had uh, a total rushing attack from Atlanta, 20 carries, 86 yards. So Eagles held them under 100 yards rushing. Um, now they had um, Julio Jones did get his. He did get his. He had nine receptions, 401 yards, no touchdowns. Muhammad Sanu, three receptions, 50 yards, no touchdowns. Um, the only receiving touchdown that they had, or the only touchdown they had all game, was from Devontae Freeman. He caught like a little uh, three or four yard pass from Matt Ryan, uh, which was kind of a fluke if you ask me. Um, but hey, I think, like I said, our defense played extremely well. I know Nick Foles didn't throw any touchdown passes. Um, so uh, someone asked me to give him a grade for the game. I gave him a B grade. Because he didn't throw any touchdown passes, but he also didn't throw any interceptions. I mean, he had one that came kind of close. 
but he didn't throw any interception, and uh, that's all that matters. He didn't turn the ball over. That's what matters. And uh, in order to win in the playoffs, you can't turn the ball over. Now, Eagles had two turnovers, but one was from Ajayi. The other one was a special teams fumble, um, which led to Atlanta getting points. Uh, but, like I said, uh, Nick Foles didn't turn the ball over, which was a major thing. Now, he balanced out no touchdowns, but he had no interceptions either, no fumbles. So he took care of the ball, which is what we need him to do in order for us to win in the playoffs. And I know people are still upset that we don't have Carson Wentz, but we don't have Carson Wentz at this moment. And this is what we have. And Nick Foles has shown us um, in this through this game that he could lead us. Um, now, it's going to be a little tougher this week because uh, we saw how he was comfortable with the uh, RPOs, the run-pass options. Uh, that's his comfort zone. Now, I know that the Vikings are probably going to take that away. And it's going to be tough um, game planning around that. But I think that this is the responsibility of our coaching staff. Uh, this is Doug Peterson's responsibility uh, to game plan appropriately so that Nick Foles can be comfortable. So that our offense can score points. Now, I think this is going to be a defensive game coming up. But I think that it is the responsibility of Doug, to make sure that we get enough points on the board, or he puts us in position to get enough points on the board. Um, it is the team's job to execute, but it is his job to game plan. And not just Doug, but it's also John D. Filippo, as well as Frank Wright, uh, that whole offensive staff, in order to game plan appropriately so that we can get opportunities to score. So um, we shall see how things are going to be. Uh, I'll be right back to talk about some more. Thanks. So I want to read something to you, um, tweeted by Zach Berman. You can follow him on Twitter at ZBerm. Think about this. <laughs> Eagles traded Nick Foles to the Rams for Sam Bradford. Foles lost his job in St. Louis. Case Keenum takes over. Eagles draft Carson Wentz and trade Bradford to Minnesota. Vikings sign Case Keenum, who replaces injured Sam Bradford. Foles returns to Philly, replaces injured Carson Wentz. Now Foles versus Keenum. Um, he also, uh, well, he left out, I should say, uh, that the Eagles traded. Uh, well, it actually doesn't matter at this point. That was going to be uh, kind of the narrative if they played, played the Saints, but it would have been uh, the Eagles traded Chase Daniel to New Orleans, where Nick Foles is now the starting quarterback for the Eagles. Um, but that was if we played New Orleans. Uh, I was thinking about that yesterday. But uh, to to go back to, to Zach Berman's tweet, that's pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> um, so it's like the battle of the, uh, the former Rams quarterbacks. And I saw someone say last night that the ultimate winner of, <laughs> of this is Jeff Fisher. Because both of those quarterbacks played under his regime. <laughs> pretty funny to me. Uh, I just thought that was something interesting, but um, getting back to uh, the business at hand, the Eagles uh, play the Vikings this weekend on Sunday. They have the late game, so they play at 640. Um, they opened up the line as uh, three, and a half un three and a half point underdogs. So the Eagles are once again underdogs. Um, and the sidebar, how, how great is Lane Johnson for uh, and Chris Long? for coming out with those dog masks after the game. That was pretty, pretty funny. Uh, that 
actually was going to be like my um, my uh, profile picture for the week <laughs> because uh, I just thought that it was so uh, fitting, I should say, so fitting after that game was over. Like it was, we just needed to rub it in the world's face somehow that that they they classified us as underdogs and how dare you disrespect a number one seed uh, and put a six seed as the favorite. I've seen some wacky lines in my day. I've seen, um, I remember once a few years ago, um, the Carolina, this is when the Carolina Panthers were on their roll to the Super Bowl. Um, during that season, they played the Dallas Cowboys. And I remember it was Tony Romo's, like his first game back from like an injury. And they were playing the Cowboys at, in, uh, at AT&T Stadium at Jerry World. And they made... Now, the Dallas Cowboys are having such a mediocre season, it wasn't even funny. And they made the Cowboys the favorite in that game. I'll never forget that. Just because Tony Romo came back for that game. And they couldn't have been more wrong. I mean... Cam Newton stomped all over the Cowboys that game. I watched it. I watched him just run up and down the field all day long. And I said during that game, before that game even started, I should say, I said, how dare you make the Cowboys the favorite, knowing that the Carolina Panthers were undefeated at that time. Excuse me. How dare you make them the favorite? Just because Tony Roma came back and you, you just thought that Tony Roma was going to just exuberate this some kind of magic and he was the the kryptonite for Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers at that time. Um, I think he threw like a, I think I know he threw a pick six to Luke Kinkley. Uh, I'm trying to think if he threw another, and he probably did throw another interception. I have to go back and look at the stats, but you know I've seen some wacky lines in my day, and you know how dare they make the Atlanta Falcons the favorite? Now I understand that we don't have Carson. Um, and I know if we had Carson, it would have been definitely in the Eagles' favor. But I just found it so disrespectful to make the Eagles the underdog at home in the divisional round against a 6 seed. How disrespectful is that? It's not like we were playing the Rams. It's not like we were playing the Saints. It's not like we were playing Carolina. We were playing the Atlanta Falcons who squeaked into the playoffs. And it was just so disrespectful to me, and I know disrespectful to the Eagles, and disrespectful to every fan in the city that we were underdogs in that game. And I'm glad we proved them wrong. I'm glad. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody. So, um, the last thing I was talking about was uh, the Eagles being underdogs um, in that Atlanta Falcons game. And they're once again underdogs in the the Vikings game, um, which is understandable because the Vikings are pretty good. They've been good all season. We've we've had the same record um, all season, but I think the Eagles beat them based off of either divisional record or strength of schedule, uh, something like that. But um, I mean, I think the I think this is going to be a good matchup. I do. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. Um, I can tell you this. What happened in that Minnesota Saints game? That's not happening here in Philly. Um, that 61-yard TD at the end of the game off the blown tackle, blown coverage. What wasn't even blown coverage, but it was just a blown tackle, blown execution at the end. Um, 
And, you know, although I understand what the young man was trying to do, I can't, I can't think of his name. Um, I, I just, and I, I kind of feel bad for him. At the same time, you got to know to just make the play, make the tackle inbounds, and the game's over. You go to the NFC Championship. But that's just a, um, experience is, a, is sometimes, well, sometimes, most times the best teacher. And uh, he'll learn from that. He'll come back and, you know, people will forget about that eventually. But, you know, for the next week or two, probably until, probably until after the Super Bowl, he's going to hear about that. Um, and he's going to have to live with that until summer, you know, until training camp, I should say, or mini camp or whatever. But uh, getting back, um, I don't want to get too far off topic. Um, that's not going to happen here in Philly. Um, that was a miracle play. And sometimes you just have miracles that happen. I think for both of these teams, um, they have both overcome so much adversity, the Eagles and the Vikings. Um, losing their starting QBs, losing their running backs, um, so many injuries and so much um, adversity throughout the season for both teams. Um, but they have both overcome that and they've gotten to this point. And it's well-deserved. I mean, both these teams are good teams. They have good coaches. Um, and the Vikings deserve nothing but my respect. And my brother, he's a big Vikings fan. Um, they deserve nothing but our respect as far as uh, Eagles organization and the fans. They deserve nothing but our respect because they're really good. Uh, but I, I just, I think we've overcome so much more. Um I think that, and, and it could be, you know, I'm thinking this way because I'm here in Philadelphia and I'm not in Minnesota, but I think we've overcome so much more. Um, just injury to Jason Peters, to Jordan Hicks, Carson Wentz, um, Sproles. Uh, we lost our kicker. Like, we lost our starting kicker, and we had to get a rookie kicker. Um, we've lost so much. We lost uh, Marigos. Um, <clears throat> we've lost so much throughout the season, and I just feel that we've overcome all of those things. Um, and it's nothing but, um, I should say nothing, but everything that has to do with coaching and pure will and determination and resolve. Um, and I think both teams have that. So, I can't just say, "Hey, Eagles are going to go out here and they're just going to they're going to beat them and they're going to go to the Super Bowl." I can't just say that because I really have to sit here and evaluate um, the Vikings versus uh, the Eagles, and you know, it's 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 a lazy narrative to just point to Nick Foles and say, "Hey, the Vikings are going to win because Nick Foles is the Eagles' quarterback." That's not true. Like you, you just heard me read off the stats of Nick Foles. In his playoff game versus the Atlanta Falcons, he had a 69%, I think it was 69% completion rating. Um, and something else I read this weekend, there's only two times where an Eagles quarterback has had 69% completion rating or better in the playoffs. Nick Foles holds both of those records. Out of all the Eagles quarterbacks to ever play in the playoffs, he has the best completion rating in both of his playoff games. And he deserves respect for that. I mean, regardless of him not throwing any touchdowns, he deserves respect. And he made the plays we needed to make them. Back in a moment.
Welcome back, everybody. So, um, I was just kind of reviewing Eagles-Vikings matchup for this weekend. Um, I cannot make a pick yet as far as um, a winner. I think the Eagles will win, but I, I don't have a score. So, I, I haven't got a chance to really think about the game and, and kind of give a, a, an evaluation of what I think will happen. So, I, I will refrain from that. Um, on this episode, but um, hopefully I can record more, more than what I've been doing, and give a kind of a, a pre, I guess a pre uh, or a podcast prior to the game. Um, but I, I got this weird thing where I just don't record before the game because um, I don't want to chase the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's silly, but that's just how I am. But anyways, I want to get back to uh, what I was talking about: Eagles Vikings. Um, I think Doug Peterson. Um, said something interesting during his press conference after the game on Saturday. Um, someone asked him a question, and he says, when did Carson go down? And he answers question, December 10th, week 14. He said, since that moment, no one has given us a chance. And I still think it's that to right now, to this day, that nobody is giving us a chance. Like I think that all the national media... And even some of the fans here in Philly are not giving us a chance. Just because Carson Wentz is not the quarterback. And I, I just think that's so ridiculous. Um, that a second-year player has this much clout uh, to the point where his own fans will doubt the team. Um, and it's just ridiculous because Carson Wentz is a great player. And he... He shouldn't be the MVP this year. That dude is amazing. I will not even deny that. But I just think it's so ridiculous for fans here, media elsewhere, to doubt this team as if this team isn't good. Um, You saw this weekend that we won the game on our defense, on the backs of our defense, not the offense. The offense did enough for us to win, but the defense won the game. And I think it's ridiculous that the Eagles don't get that respect. I, I just, I don't understand it because all year we've been a top defense. I think we're number fourth overall defense, uh, number one rush defense in the league. And um, we have some obscene numbers as far as, I think we have 31 takeaways this year. Like, this is a good defense. Like, and they deserve respect. I, You know, I don't understand that narrative, you know, of no one giving us a chance because, I mean, I understand that narrative of no one giving us I mean, I don't understand how people come, like, how no one really gives us a chance. I, I just think it's ridiculous because they deserve it. Eagles have played their tails off all season, not just because of Carson Wentz. And I think they're playing well now because they're just a good team. And they want to bring it home for those players that we lost this year. We lost so much, and we've overcome so much. And you're telling me that the Eagles aren't good enough? I just think it's ridiculous. And I, I know, listen, this is not. I'm not taking anything away from the Vikings. I mean, that team is good. Um, they got some good receivers. They got a... Uh, a great defense. They're number one overall defense in the league. Uh, I mean, they got some. They got some 
the backs I can cover. And uh, Everson Griffin is an absolute beast. He is an absolute workhorse. And I saw what he did in that game yesterday. He is a beast. And he has done enough to be the defensive player of the year. But I just think it's I think it's ridiculous that um the Eagles can be counted out um already. Like written off. As if, okay, the buck stops here. Why? How? How? How do you figure that? I mean, at the end of the day, Case Keenum is still their quarterback. He has to go win them the game. You think he's going to do it? And I'm not disrespecting him, but do you think he's going to do it? Is my question. I'm not afraid of him. I'm not afraid of this Vikings team. Be back in a moment. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I'm going to just do a, one more segment, and I'm out of here. Um, hopefully I can record again sometime soon. But... Um, Eagles-Vikings, Sunday, 6.40 p.m. Uh, Vikings, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, so, Eagles were underdogs once again. Um, Vikings, number one defense in the league. Eagles, number four defense in the league. Uh, number one rush offense. I mean, number one rush defense, excuse me. Um, so, it's going to be a good matchup. You got the quarterbacks. You got Case Keenum on the Vikings side. You got Nick Foles on the Eagles side. Um, and it's going to come down to a few plays as uh, every – playoff game does or every close playoff game does it's going to come down to a few plays where Eagles are going to have to out-duel the Vikings um, we're going to have to catch them slipping somehow and I think that you can catch them slipping um, like that defense last night they played well but you also got to remember they were leading that game 17 to nothing in the first half and the Vikings came back. I mean, I'm sorry, the Saints came back. And they were winning that game. With the less, until the last play. They were winning the game. They came back in the last minute and they were winning the game 24-23. You know, at one point in the game, I think the Vikings gave up 14 unanswered. Then they got a field goal, so it was 20-14. to And then, um, uh, they turned the ball over, the Vikings, and uh, Drew Brees throws a touchdown pass at Kamar. It's 21-20. Um, and then I think they kick another field goal, 23-21. Um, Saints come down. They kick a field goal, 24-23. And it's not, if it wasn't for that last play, we're playing the Saints. And I had predicted the Saints would win, but we're playing the Saints. So, you know, that defense is good, but they allowed some points yesterday, too. You know, um, they were, they bent, in, in, in the last minutes of that game, they, they bent. You know, they didn't break. I mean, well, listen, that game wasn't one on their defense. That was one on a, uh, a miracle play. So, uh, you know, for them to be the number one defense, um, you know, they, they almost lost that game. So, um, you know, but, hey, listen, all due respect to the Vikings, um, but it's going to be a tough game, you know. But we've proven, the Eagles have proven, that we could win a game on the backs of our defense. Uh, defense does win championships in my book. Um, and in most people's books, defense does win championships. It's not the offense. Um, so, 
we shall see uh, what's going to happen on Sunday. I think the Eagles can pull out a tight one. I do. I don't have a score yet of the game, uh, a prediction as far as the score, but I think the Eagles can win. Um, and um, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. Um, I think the Eagles have to, they have to um, do what they always been doing, shut down the run. Um, because the Vikings didn't, they didn't, they didn't rush the ball really well yesterday. Um, although they had that two-headed monster attack, they didn't rush the ball well. Um, and I think we have to put the ball in Case Keenum's hands. I do. Um, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to beat us that way. You're going to have to beat us through the air. Um, and I know Case Keenum has been having a great season. I won't take anything away from him, but he is not Aaron Rodgers. That is the only person. Him and Tom Brady are the only quarterbacks that I'm afraid of uh, putting the ball in their hands. Because they can beat you. And I don't feel that Case Keenum... I, he can. Will he, though? I don't think he will. Um, I saw enough yesterday where he can get flustered. I saw him get sacked a few times. I saw him get hurried. I saw him make bad throws. Um, so he's not impossible to beat. And I take my chances if he got to win. If he has to win the game for the Vikings, I will take my chances. I will take my chances going against him, making him beat us rather than us getting uh, ran over and rushed over. So, I'm taking the Eagles to win. I'm taking the Eagles to win to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to win in the three point game, but I'm taking the Eagles to win. So this is Don Lewis from the Philly Sports Four for Four podcast. Thank you for listening, and I'll check you guys out later. Peace.